the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Amen, amen, amen. Bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Hallelujah, God. Do you have the victory on today? Amen. Amen. The devil is defeated. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah, God. Victory is mine. Hallelujah, God. You know why it's mine? Because God says so. Hallelujah, God. God says that you have the victory. Hallelujah, God. A beautiful song tells Satan to get behind. Thank you, Jesus. That victory is mine. Hallelujah, God. Yes, you have the victory, and you got to know that you have the victory. Yes, you do. Amen. You cannot give the enemy not an ounce of satisfaction. You can't let that rascal think that you're defeated for one second. You got to say As soon as he thinks you're defeated, he going to turn it on. Yes, you got to let him know that you got the victory. You got to let him know that you are more than a conqueror. You have to let him know that you are blessed. Hallelujah, God. You got to let the devil know that I am one blessed somebody. You hear me? Hallelujah, God. I am a righteous man or a righteous woman of God. I am the faithfulness of God. I'm the righteousness of God in the mighty name of Jesus. You got to continue to tell yourself that. Hallelujah. Right, right, right. The enemy is designed to get in your ear and get in your head and to tell you that you're less than, yes, to tell you that you're not good enough, yes, to tell you that you're not saved enough, uh-huh. to tell you that you don't worship enough, yeah. to tell you that you don't praise enough, uh-huh. to tell you that you don't read your word enough. Come on. And he keeps telling you that type of stuff until you mess around and start believing that. Hallelujah, right. God. You got to tell him that he is a liar because uh-huh. all of that, that's a lie. You are a worshiper. Yes. Of the one that fearfully made you. Hallelujah. That fearfully and wonderfully made you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You got to tell that devil that he is a lie. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. God is great and greatly to be praised. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. Let us go into a word of prayer. Hallelujah, God. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this day. Another day that you have made in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you have your way and your will be done. Not my will, not our will, Lord, but your will be done in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, praying, Lord, that you bless this service on today, God. We thank you for the praise and worship team, God. Continue to bless them, God. We thank you for all those that are in attendance right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for those that are watching by way of social media, Heavenly Father, to touch them as well, Lord, that's hearing this word and watching this service in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that I will decrease and you will increase, God. I pray, Lord, that the people of God will see you in me, Heavenly Father, and not just me, God, but they will see you in me in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we give you glory and honor because you're worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus, God. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Amen. Have your way. Bless your holy name, God. Thank God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. It's good to be around people who believe in what you believe in. It's good to be around the saints of God. It's good to be around people. You know, I don't 
I don't have to smell no cigarette smoke. All right. I don't have to smell no weed smoke. Come on. Hallelujah, God. I don't have to hear a bunch of foul language in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> it is good to be around people that love Jesus. Come on. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. I love it. I love the people of God, and I love being in the presence of God's people. Hallelujah, thank God. You, Bless your holy name, Jesus. I thank God for today. I thank God for everyone that is here. <clears throat> there is a word from the Lord on today in the yes. mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Bless your holy name, God. You know, I was on my, my Zoom meeting Tuesday, and, and I piggybacked off of a Bible study about do you give your best? Are we giving our best to God? Hallelujah, oh, God. Say it, say it. <clears throat> and I'm going to talk about some, some mighty people of God today in the Bible and the Word in Jesus' holy name, God. And But in my main thing, I want to talk about Daniel. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. But I will be coming out of the sixth chapter of Daniel. But before I get there, I'm just trying to make a point about some things that how we should be living our best life for God in the mighty name uh -huh. of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. <clears throat> our best life for God. See, and I want to know that. What do, can you imagine? What is God saying about you? <clears throat> right. What is God saying about you? You know that when we do, when we have funerals and whatnot in the eulogy and we speak over someone and, and whatnot. And you can look in the Bible and you can see things, what, what God has said about people. And, and I've always wanted to know, man, what, what would God say about me? Hallelujah, God. In Jesus' holy name, God. Have you ever thought about what is God saying about you? Because we know that the enemy, as we say, he, one of his titles, he is an accuser of the brothers and the sisters. Hallelujah. God, we yes, say he's accuser of the brother, but, you know, he, he tells on the sisters, too. Come on. Amen. Right. He, he right. tells on because that's what he does. He, he's a big snitch, and then he goes up to God, and he tells about whenever you mess up. Come on. Hallelujah, right. God. And, and, see, and, and see, Jesus didn't die for nothing. He didn't shed his blood for nothing. All right, Because he was the only one that was worthy enough to die. The only one that could make that perfect sacrifice like that. Amen. He shed his blood. He know that we're going to mess up and we're going to make mistakes. All Hallelujah, right. God. But yet we have an enemy that's going to tell on us every time when we mess up. Because see, but, you know, going all the way back in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah, God. Sometimes, uh... Think about Noah. Out of all the people that was on the earth, he chose one man, one man to build a boat. Why was it Moses that, uh, why was it Noah that he chose? Because the word tells me in the sixth chapter of Genesis, and uh, verses eight and nine, it said that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It said that he was a just man and he walked with God. And it makes you wonder why. Well, I see why he chose Noah then. Mm -hmm. Can God call you or just somebody? Come on. Have you found grace in God's eyes? Hallelujah, God, like Noah did in the mighty name of Jesus. And he chose him before he destroyed the earth with water to build a boat, to build an ark, to save the people. And he saved eight people. Come on. They, they were the only one that was Everybody else he destroyed. I'm like, my God, was everybody wicked? All right. And Noah was the only one that was living somewhat upright? Because remember, there was no law back then. There was no word of God. There was nothing back then. And he still yet found grace with God. Uh -huh. And he said he walked with God. Yes, Hallelujah, right. God. And said he was a just man. Yeah. Can you imagine no laws, no no nothing going around? Can you just imagine how people would be? How would you think people would act if there was no law? 
If there was no law saying that you would do seven years hard labor for robbing a bank, what if there was no law from robbing a bank? How would people go up in there? Right. How many people would go up in there with guns and rob a bank? Right. How many people would just do what they want to do, just kill people with no remorse? Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Yes, people may still do that, but there's a consequence to that, though. Right. As Come soon on. as you get caught, there's a consequence. But back then, there was no consequence for anything. Just doing what you want to do. And still yet, out of all of them, he didn't go with the flow. He was a just man, Noah was. He said that Abraham was a friend of God. If you're in James 2 and 23, it says that Abraham was a friend of God. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. In order to be a friend, you got to be trustworthy. Yes. So obviously it was something about Abraham that he trusted. Yes, Abraham had faults. Noah had faults. They all had faults. Hallelujah, God. But he still yet found something good to say about these people. Yes, come on. Hallelujah, God. We know the story of Moses and what Moses did about far as now out of all the men, out of all the people, Israel was enslaved for 400 years. But then he chose Moses out of all, all right. people. All right. It says that Moses in Numbers 12 and 3, Moses was very meek. It says he was very meek above all men. Uh-huh. And if you read your word, it says what in Matthew in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and 5, it says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh -huh. And it said he was more meek than any man on the earth, Moses was. Yes, he was. That's humble and humility. Yes. Because see, when God chose him to lead the people out of Israel, he didn't want to do it. Because he said that he had a flaw for one thing, and we know by all means Moses wasn't perfect. Uh-huh. How many of you know that Moses killed somebody before he got called? Come on. And buried him in the sand. Yes, he did. So couldn't nobody see. Hallelujah, God. Moses had all the pledges that what a child would that was born into royalty. He had all of that. Yes, he but did. yet he left that. Hallelujah, God. He left that. Yeah. And God called him. And still yet called him to lead the people out of Israel. Hallelujah, God. See, we have our faults even through all your faults. God can still yet call you and use you. Come on, come on, come on. All of us at one point, if you've given your life to Christ, as I like to call being on a highway, a straight shot to hell. Hallelujah, come God. On. <laughs> and God still yet called you. Cussing folks out. Come on. All right. People using drugs and dope. Uh-huh. Do you realize how many bishops and, and pastors is in the pulpit at his former dope pushes? Come on. All right. We got one that admitted all the time. Hallelujah, God. <laughs> Do you know how many women used to sell their body for money and now they preaching the gospel? Hallelujah, God. Because at one time it looked like God would never use them. Uh -huh. That's why when you see those people, you see a woman out there selling her body. You pray for her. You never know what God can do for that woman. You might see a man drunk off his behind, staggering and all of that type of stuff. You never know what kind of plans God got for that person. You better say it. Say it. I can only imagine what people probably said about me. Said there's no way that boy will never be in a church. He ain't nothing like his mom. All right. Nothing like him. Hallelujah, God. Amen. I didn't know, but see, God had a plan the whole That's time. Right. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, Jesus. God can still use you. That's what it was. The, we don't sing it in here, but it's an old song that, that Pastor and Bishop used to sing back when they was in church and before they came out when they said that. He looked beyond my faults All right, and saw my knees. Right, Hallelujah, now. God. See, God can look beyond your faults yes, he and say it, say still it. use you. Hallelujah, say it, God. Preacher, say it. 
You know, the, the only one in here that probably never been to the club is your daughter, your oldest child, probably, that I know of. <laughs> I always tease all the time, Miss Mrs. Good at two shoes. I, I think she done snuck out on a time or two and y'all didn't know it. She had to. Ain't no way that woman could say she ain't never been in no club. Hallelujah, God. She'll tell y'all at the church that she done been to one or two. You'll see. Amen. But she might say that wasn't for me and I didn't like it and I didn't go back. She probably was in there. Hallelujah, God. Lana used to go. They used to go up in there, sit together, listen to a little music, eat some chicken wings and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord knows I did. That was my second home. Hallelujah, God. Amen. I just couldn't see myself sitting at home on Friday or Saturday night. I had to go someplace. But look what God has done. I thank God for deliverance. Hallelujah, God. People get killed at clubs, Bishop. All right. Come yes, on. sir. They get shot up. You see it on the news all the time. They got to shut something down because somebody was shooting and acting a fool. And these ain't teenagers, neither. These wrong people. Yeah. 30s and 40s just acting a pure fool. Yes, sir. Still yet doing that foolishness. But God can look beyond your faults. Yes, he can. And still yet use you. Hallelujah, God. Yes. Because we know the story of Moses. It got to the point where God wouldn't even let Moses go to the promised land. But yet he was still yet a very meek man above all men. But God didn't even let him go. He let him see it, but didn't go to it. Hallelujah, God. But we still know that Moses made it in. Because Moses was a just man. Hallelujah, God. He was. And see, we, we, we can slide on up to King David. Hallelujah, God. Now, God, many men was used before then. I'm just going along here, but we know that. What did it say about David? That he was a man after what? God. God's own heart. Hallelujah, God. Now, we know about David. Hallelujah, God. How David had a man killed just so he can lay with his wife. Come on. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, yes. But still yet, he was a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. They had to take a prophet named Nathan to tell King David about himself. Come on. Hallelujah, come on. God. See, out of all this, say, God gave you almost everything. If you just asked for what you could have had. Come yes, on. All you had to do was ask. Amen. You didn't have to take that man's only thing because you got several. And if you needed more, God would have gave it to you. Right. Yes. He took that man's only one. That's just greed. You got all of this what you can get. I got all this food on my plate. Uh-huh. But I'm going to take some off of your plate, though. Mm. I got all this food right here. Come on. Got all the drink that I want, but I want to drink your drink. Come on. Uh -huh. Got all of this, several different flavors. Uh-huh. Got my tea just as sweet as it can be, but I want your tea, though, Bishop. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, what? that's just selfish. That's greedy. Uh-huh. Why would I want your tea and I got all my sweet tea right here? Uh -huh. Hallelujah, God. See but that's what David gave in that prophet. And then David said, who is he? I'll kill this man. And the prophet said, it's you. Yeah, all right. Come on. My Come on. God. You preach it. Hallelujah, God. That's it. That's word. But yes, he repented, though. Uh -huh. See, that's the one thing. When we mess up, we got to repent. Come on, we got to ask God that we sorrow we for and forgive us for our sins. Yeah, Hallelujah, yeah. God. Amen. And he repented, got a whole song out of that, I believe it's Psalm 50 or 51, where he repented. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, Jesus. God said, you could take anything away from me, but don't take your spirit. Come on. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Yes, My it. God. That's it. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. He repented. And he felt sorry for what he'd done. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. See, that's what I'm saying. See, and still yet, and, and King Solomon, how he was the wisest man, could have asked for anything. But yet he asked for wisdom. How many of you ask for wisdom if God asks you what you want? I wish you asked for billions and, and riches and gold. 
but Solomon asked for wisdom and God blessed him with it and he used wisdom and people came from miles around to hear King Solomon and King Solomon talk and to give him and forgot for him to uh, kick out that wisdom people brought ships of gold all kinds of stuff had his house all his his, his vessels his spoons his forks his cups all of that was made of pure gold because people brought it all wisdom he asked for it yes but even in his later days, because Solomon had all of them women. All of them women. Mm-hmm. Even women that was not of God. And they got him building strange shrines and all of that type of stuff. Amen. I'm like, my God, you talking about the wisest man ever. But, man, but why did he do that, though? All right, uh-huh. now. Why did he build those ungodly shrines that people can worship? Come on. But he did, though. Yes, he did. And still yet, God showed him favor and said, I won't take but half of your kingdom. I won't take all of it because of your father, David. All right, all right. But he had to do something right in the sight of God to give God that. How Noah found grace and Abraham was a friend of God. Do you know it also says that that Moses said he talked face to face with God? Jesus. That's the only one I know in the whole Bible said that he talked face to face and considered him a friend. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, God. That when Moses, man, when he came down from off the mountain, said the glow. Yeah. Moses had a radiant glow around him. He had to put a veil over his face. Come on. Because his face, he was shining so bright. Mm-hmm. My God. Yes, yes. Preach it. Can you imagine? He just being in the presence of God. Yeah. That he had a radiant glow about him. Yes. That he had to put something over his face. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine people probably couldn't even look at him. It was so bright. Mm. He had to put something so we can cover that. A little bit. Hallelujah, God. And still yet, hallelujah, God. And speaking of Noah, they even said at one time, Noah was even drunk on the boat. <laughs> but still yet, God used him to build the ark, though. Yes, he did. Hallelujah, yeah. God. See, all of these men, why did he choose Samson out of everybody to be the strongest man in the world? Amen. To deliver his people. Thank you, Jesus. But see, Samson liked to chase them skirts, though. All right. uh-huh. And eventually, that's what got him in trouble. Yeah. That's what got him in trouble. <laughs> y'all women, y'all something else. Right. Just let the man be, but no, you just got to know what makes him so strong. Mm. Hallelujah, God. And they paid her to do it. 30 pieces of silver. All right. Lied to her, told her a couple of fibs a couple of times, and she started crying. Boy, Bishop, boy, when they start crying on you uh-huh. and all that type of stuff, you, you just, he simply just melted and told him, told her what the, told her what it was. Uh-huh. Shouldn't have told her nothing, ladies. I wouldn't have told you nothing. <laughs> so how much you crying? You don't need to know why I'm so strong. <laughs> but that was the power that Delilah had over. Come Hallelujah, on. God. And he told her, and look what happened. They, they put his eyes out. Mm-hmm. All of that type of stuff. Yes, they did. But God gave him strength one more time. Come on. And it was all in the arena right there. When he told that boy to put his hands up on the pillars and God strengthened him one more time and he even said, I'll die with the Philistines. Imagine just tons and tons and tons of weight falling on you and crushing you. He said, I'll die with him. And that's how Samson passed. He died when he killed all the Philistines for the last time in that arena. But still yet, God still yet used him to do that. Even through all of his flaws, God used him. Hallelujah, God. So don't ever think that you are not worthy. Don't ever think that you are less than. No matter how big of a mistake you made, God can still use you. Yes, he can. Hallelujah, God. Yes, he can. To bring the gospel and to lead others to Christ. Yes. Because yes. sometimes people will mess up so bad, they feel that they're not worthy to come back into the house of the Lord no more. Yes, they do. Amen. They'll stay out because they're afraid. 
and what people are saying. Come on. So they're afraid on, of that. Come on now. And that's why we have to be taught better. How dare you look on the faults of somebody else like you so perfect. Come on, come on, come on now. Like you so perfect. How dare you look on the fault of somebody else like that. But my God, people are doing it. It'll probably be more people, backsliders in the church, but they worried about what people are going to say. Come on. You got to stop that. Yes, yes, I agree. That's what I'm saying. What is God going to say about you? Yes. Is he going to call you a mighty man or woman of God? Or is he going to call you a gossiper? Come on. All right. Or what do you want to be called by God? All right. My God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I seen someone on social media one time says, don't be talking about me because I sin different from how you sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Just because I sin a little different from you. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be talking about me. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, boy, there be some stuff on social media, boy. Yes, right. Don't say stuff like that. Hallelujah, God. They say, truth be told, can't nobody talk about nobody because we all got issues. All of that be on social media. I'm like, man, yes. some of that stuff, it make you think. Say, can't nobody talk about nobody. Come on. I'm like, my good be it. We talk about people anyhow. Thank you, Jesus. But all of these men had flaws. But one thing what I like, what it, what it said about Daniel in 6 and 3, it says that, in, in Daniel verse, chapter 6, verse 3, it said, Then Daniel was preferred above all the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. They said, Daniel had an excellent spirit. I said, My God, boy, that's a, that's a good spirit to have there. To have an excellent spirit. And how God used him. Now, you want to talk about somebody who who gave their best for God and, and who didn't care. Because when you look at Daniel chapter 6 and verse 7, it says all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, and the captains have consulted to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days except of you, king, shall be cast into a den of lions. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me that they had the nerve to make a law, a statute, that you couldn't pray to nobody or ask nobody nothing but the king? Come on. Well, say it. Say it now. And put a decree, and if we catch you praying or asking any man for anything else other than the king, we got a whole den of lions that we just going to throw you in. Right. We just going to sentence you to death. No trial, no nothing. You already guilty. And they go throw you in a den of lions. My God. And I know anybody, if you if you get around a bunch of hungry lions, what you think will happen? In the world you think will happen. Do you think, and Daniel knew this law, that that scared Daniel? Because when you look at verse 10, it says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, it's been put in the law. See, once that president signed it, it's in the law. Yes, once it get on his desk. See, and Daniel knew that it was already signed. He went to his house with his windows not closed, but his windows was open yeah. in his chamber. That's right. Toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees, not once, not twice, but three times a day and prayed. And gave thanks before his God, and he did it a four time. Come on. Now there's a law set that if I catch you praying, you will be sentenced to death. 
This man went to his house with the windows up. Come on. Don't care who heard him. That's right. Didn't go nowhere in secret. Didn't go nowhere in private. Didn't pray to himself. With just inside his mind, he used his mouth, his lips, and he blessed God with the fruit of his lips and gave God thanks. Not once, not twice, but three times a day. Yeah. This man prayed to God. And how many of us can't pray just one time a day? <laughs> this man prayed three and knew the consequences for praying. <laughs> now you can pray a thousand times a day and ain't got to worry about nothing and can't even hardly pray for one time or a few minutes. And they came and they heard him. I say, then when these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication to his God, that's verse 11. In verse 12, it says, then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Has thou not signed a decree? See, now they're telling now. Straight snitches. Ain't nobody had to say nothing about Daniel praying. Now they're going to run back to the king and tell, didn't you just make a law? Didn't you just sign something in the place saying that if we catch any man doing anything other than asking you that he go throw and get thrown into a den of lions. Mm -hmm. So yes, they naturally they went and they grabbed Daniel and they took him to where the lions was at. And then they threw him in a den of lions. You know, when I was a little boy, I used to hear the story about Daniel and the lions then, but we looked, I didn't know what it was about. I just knew that Daniel was in a, land, a den full of lions. All right. Don't know why he got there or how he got there or whatever the case may be. Amen. And the one thing that I didn't know, I knew that the lions didn't eat him. Didn't know why. All right. Until I got older and really started looking at it. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, you, you heard over the years how many people say how Daniel made a pillow out of the lions. Uh, All right. I heard it so much I had to look for myself to see was that true. Because I don't see that in him, but nevertheless... But you know what they were saying, though, that, that Daniel, he just laid down there. Uh, he even when he went to sleep, he laid on the lions. I don't know whether he did that or not. But one thing that I do know, that he said that the angel of the Lord yeah. shut the lion's mouth. That's Hallelujah, it. God. Yeah. Because, see, the king knew that Daniel was a just man. See, the king couldn't even say the sleep left from him. He couldn't even get no sleep. After they put him in there, put a stone over it, and closed the door. And closed it, sealed it, and sealed it in tight. They say Daniel was in there all night and the king couldn't even get no sleep. As soon as the night passed over and the morning came, the king got up and went over there to Daniel. Hallelujah, God. It says that he rose up early in the morning and went in haste to the den of life. He ran over there. He had to find out what happened. My God. And then the king, and then the king asked him, was he all right? He says that when he came to the den and cried with a lamentable voice, you know, when you lament, that means you're crying or sorrowing. Uh-huh. It's a lamentable. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, God. That king felt a certain way. Uh-huh. You know, what's right is right. That's right. What's right is right. You know that man that had no business being in there in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But see, he made a law and he didn't want to go back on his word. Mm -hmm. See, he was the king. He could have said never mind or whatnot, but then something probably would have happened and all that if he would have went back on his word. But nevertheless, so he had to go through it. Yeah. He went through it, and they say he couldn't even sleep, but he went early and went over there with haste. Mm -hmm. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice and, and said unto Daniel, the king spake and said, Daniel, oh Daniel, servant of the living God. See what he say? Mm -hmm. He said, you are the servant of the living God. That yes. is the king saying that. Yes, yeah. yes. 
King ain't had no kind of Holy Ghost address and I still recognize who the God that Daniel served. Amen. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is that God whom you serve continually able to deliver thee from the lions? All right now. Do you serve God continually? All right. Do we serve God as often and as much as we should? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. What is God going to say about you? Is he going to say that you got an excellent spirit? Can God call you a righteous man or woman? Right. Can God say that you are meek? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Can God call you a friend? Yes. Hallelujah, God. My God. My God. Then Daniel said, oh, king, live forever. That's just how they greeted the kings back then yes. during that day. And Daniel said, my God has sent an angel and has shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in he in me, and also before the O king have I done no hurt. But see, and then it said the king was glad that nothing happened to Daniel. All right, come on. To see, in other words, Daniel gave God his best. Yes, That's right, amen. Are we giving God our best, saints of God? Say it, now say it. When we come into church, are we giving God our best? Are we singing? Are we praising? Are we magnifying? Are we giving our best? Amen. Is Minister Robinson, is he playing his best? Come on. Is Deacon Matt, is he playing his best? Is he beating those drums for Christ? Hallelujah, Amen. God. Bless your name, Jesus. Are we giving our best? The praise team, when they dance, they're dancing for God. Are they giving their best? Amen. Are they doing their best effort? When they praising God, hallelujah, God. Because one thing about it, God knows your heart. And we must give God our best at everything that we do. That's right. Because, see, he sent only one, the only one that was able to save you and I. Mm -hmm. No man on earth was worthy enough to get up on a cross and shed his blood. Amen. Except Jesus. Come on. The perfect sacrifice. He was the only one that can do it. Could nobody else do it. So God gave us his best. Shouldn't we give God our best? Amen. Amen. In return. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Now I know we mess up and we don't do things like we should all the time. But as much as possible, yes. we should be towing the line. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Towing the line for Jesus. That's right. And see now, look what happened to all of them snitches that told on Daniel. Come on. Right. Say it, say it. Break it down. It says, and the king commanded that they be brought, those men which had accused Daniel, told on him, <laughs> that they cast into the den of lions. Not only those men, come on, but their children. Uh huh. I know y'all saying what the kids got to do with it, but that, that's how it was. Do you realize sometimes, men, the consequences that we make can affect our whole family? Uh oh. Say it, say it, preacher. Say it right now. See, my favorite minister said, "Uh oh, I ain't had to say it. Uh -oh. I'm about to say that again." Sometimes the decisions. That we make Come on. as head of household can affect the whole family. Yes, right. it can. He cast them into the lion's den, them and their children. And ladies, y'all ain't being left out. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know y'all said, what in the world that got to do with me? He the one who told on Daniel, not me. But it said, and their wives. And it said, and the lions had mastery of them. You already know what that means. And break all of their bones in pieces whenever they came at the bottom of the den. Now, them lions was in there all night. They probably hungry before Daniel even got in there. And they ain't even touched Daniel. See how God worked? 
Say the angel of the Lord closed their mouths. Closed. But once they hoisted and got Daniel up out of there, Nope. Bring me all them snitching rascals that told on them. All right, you gotta say it, say it, preacher. And not just them, but I'm throwing the whole family in there. Call it wicked, call it whatever you want to. It's, it's in the word, but the point is, uh huh. Daniel, he didn't deserve to be in there in the first place. That's right. And they had to suffer for their consequences, them and their families. He said, in the master, I mean, the lions had mastery of them, had his way with them. Daniel and the lions, then it's a good story, but see. The ex, he had an excellent spirit. Yes, Hallelujah, God. Yes. And you know what God said about John the Baptist? Mm -hmm. He said there was no greater man born above that was up, that came from a woman. Mm -hmm. No greater man came from a woman than John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. Imagine, Imagine what God is saying about you if you just serve him. Come on. Now, yes, we all want to hear job well done. Well done. well done, my good and faithful yeah. servant. Yes, yes. Obviously, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the bottom line right there. But I still would love to know what God said about me. I would just like to know if, if he just told me, if he if he just said, you know, you was all right, I could take that from God. All right. All right. I could take that. If he just said I was all right, then uh -huh. you was all right. <laughs> that, that, that's good enough. Uh -huh. Because that came from him. That came from the master. Hallelujah, God. I would love it if he just said I was all right because... Knowing that I, the mistakes that I make, but I do the best that I can through the Holy Spirit to try to please him. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Like I said, God, look beyond my faults. Yes, he uh -huh. And yes, still yet called me to come on his team. Yes, he And I thank God that he did. He looks. Because I'm trying to tell you, I would have drank myself into a coma. Uh -huh. Ain't no telling. The way how my liver was going out and all of that type of stuff. Spending your last few dollars on alcohol and all that type of foolishness. Hallelujah. Could have died of AIDS or anything. Uh -huh. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. Just out there and didn't care. Uh -huh. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. And that's why I thank God for what he did. And that's why I oftentimes talk about that because I give God the glory for his deliverance because Lord yes. knows yes. I didn't deliver myself out of that mess. Right. I didn't have sense enough to. Thank you. Hallelujah, God. Amen. I didn't have sense enough to pray uh -huh. and to praise God. But I thank God that he chose me. That's why that song is so important that somebody prayed for you, right. had you on their mind, yes. took the time and said a prayer for you, God. Somebody prayed for each and every one of us in here. Yes, he did. Be it a parent, be it a grandparent, auntie, uncle, cousin, co-worker, possibly a friend, somebody, and even better yet, a stranger that don't even know you. Because I pray for people who I don't even know. Hallelujah, Amen. God. Amen. Never know if they'll get saved or not. I'll never be able to hear their testimony, but I'm praying for them anyhow. In Jesus' holy name, God. Yes. So I thank God for that. That's why we got something to thank God for every day. Because he didn't have to choose you. Don't, once again, let the devil make you think that you're so small that he can't use you. Hallelujah, God. Just like that thing that I put on Facebook, that little seven-year-old boy in Walmart preaching the gospel. Hallelujah, God. Seven years old. I sent it to all of you. Most of you. I think I sent it to Pastor. That was like a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I got some responses back. Remember one sister that I think she worked with Sister Brittany, uh, Evangelist Tedra. Vincent said, oh my God, I'm going to have to share this. Mm -hmm. Because you seen a little boy in there preaching inside of a store Walmart. Hallelujah, right. God. God can use anybody. Yes, he can. Even a child. He can use any of these babies up in here. Yes, he can. To preach the gospel at an early age while they still yet in elementary school. That's right. Hallelujah, God. Can't tell me who God can't use. That's right. That's why I'm so much of an advocate for women preachers. How you going to tell me that a woman can't preach? I mean, y'all done heard me it, talk about that it, before, preacher. but my God, 
Who are you to say that a woman can't preach? God can use who he wants to preach. That's right. As long as the gospel is coming true forward and it's coming and it's talking about the Savior. That's right. That's the main thing. That is. Sit here and tell me that garbage out of all the stuff in the world. That's what you worried about? Thank you. Thank you, preacher. That? All right. Man, come on, man. There's too much other stuff to worry about than that right there. As long as the gospel is being brought forth and it's the truth. I'm all for it. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. So don't sit here and tell me who God can and can't use. God can make a donkey talk. And God can use who he want to use. Ask Balaam. Or Balaam, whatever you want to call his name. He sure did. Riding on that donkey. The donkey trying to warn you. It's an angel fool up there. That's right. Can't you see that angel with that sword? Yeah. Get ready to cut your head. Slam off. And he kicking the darn donkey. Because he was riding in between some rolls right here of some hedges. And he keep bumping all in. I guess his leg got hurt. Kept hitting it. He said, get, get back in the middle. Got me all over here on this wall like here. He said, can't you see? It's an angel up there. He couldn't see, but the donkey could see. My God. God can use anybody to give him. God didn't even have to give him that warning. Just could have let him keep going. That's right. And he would have been the headless rider. Hallelujah, God. The angel show is about to take him out. So once again, whenever you feel less than, not worthy, Come on. not good enough, Say it. you tell the devil he is a liar. He is. Because he'll make you think, you know, you can be doing more. You ain't doing enough and whatnot. You ain't worthy to do this. They got nerve to get ready to call you up as a deacon. You ain't ready for that. All right. You tell that devil he is a liar. Say it. Say it. Because obviously yeah. if God showed the pastor or something to appoint you, it's a reason for that. Amen. And don't let nobody nothing tell you. Come on. Because like what Bishop always tells us, don't quit worrying about your past. Amen. Because people will bring it up. Yes, they will. And will throw it in your face. Yes, you. My God. All what you used to do. Bishop, there's still some people that forgave you back for what happened back in 19 all day. 1970 something, 1980-something. Been saved and sanctified for all these years. That's right. And still holding it on you. Still Hallelujah, God. That's people for you. That's people. A mighty man said right before I closed my said one time, he said, preaching, that's the easy part. Uh-huh. That's the easy part, preaching. Say, say it, Dealing with people. That's what that's the hard part right there. That is the hard part. Dealing with people. One preacher said, if you ain't ready to lose friends, you don't need to be preaching. You ain't ready for people not to be talking about you. You don't need to be preaching. Say it, say it. Because they go bring, they go bring it up. They go bring up your faults and all of that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. He or she got nerve to be up in the pulpit. All the weed they used to smoke. Oh. All the dope they used to sell. Oh. All the women he used to chase. Oh. All the babies they got out there out of wedlock oh. and all that type of foolishness. People go bring all of that stuff up. And never mind that God didn't drop the charges. Come on. And here you are trying to bring that mess back up. Jesus has already dropped the charges. Yes, yes. That's what he died for and shed his blood for the remissions of sins. Yes. Hallelujah, God. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not worthy. Hallelujah, God. Let anybody tell you that. The devil is a liar. Continue to give your best and do your best for Jesus. No matter what. You stay on that straight and narrow path. You stay on the straight gate. And don't let nothing push you off. Don't let nothing put you out of position. Hallelujah, God. When you mess up, you ask for repentance and ask God to forgive you. That's it. Tell that devil he's a liar and keep moving. Hallelujah, God. Keep going forward. Don't be standing still. Don't be going backwards. Continue to keep moving forward. Hallelujah, God. 
It's like the word says that any man that put his hand on a plow and look back is not fit to be in the kingdom. You got your hand on the plow, you keep going forward. That's right. And you keep pushing. Don't let anybody, me or anybody tell you, who am I to tell somebody that he's not worthy? Hallelujah, God. I can't do it. I don't have the authority or the power to say anything that you're not worthy. Don't think, like I said, if I can't help you, I'm not going to hurt you. Come on. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. Yes. Let us stand. And let us all have that attitude. If you can't help somebody, then don't, don't hurt them. Don't do nothing to hurt them. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As we get ready to pray. Amen.